Yo, 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 what's poppin' world? It's your boy Ricky V, and you are now tuned in to the Everybody's an Expert podcast. Today, I'm joined by none other than Jorge Posada. You know Jorge's always ready for a pod. Jorge, say what up to the people. I stay ready, man. Stay ready. And uh, so you don't got to get ready. <laughs> before we begin, I just want to say uh, appreciate all the loyal listeners. Continue to like, comment, subscribe on all platforms, and uh, also just feel free to any topics you wanna you want us to hit on? I know a lot of people. I've noticed our our uh, numbers, our analytics. A lot of people have been tuning in, so we just want more of that feedback. And uh, yeah, hit us with what you want to hear. And uh, to kick it off with all the chaos circling the Dolphins organization, it was only right we had to get a born and bred <laughs> straight out of Hialeah. <laughs> We had to get my boy Albert Santana on the podcast one time. <laughs> Albert, say what up? What's happening, man? I appreciate it. And you know what? I've tried to get a couple Miami people to get on the podcast and talk about these Dolphins in this situation. A lot of people turn me down. They don't want to be known as a fan. And I feel like you did it because you don't have social media and people are not going to see you. They're not going to know who this is. This is true. This is true, yeah. No no still, backlash on social media, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, we, we still appreciate you uh, coming in and, and giving us your two cents on what the hell is going on right now. That's, that's, a, that's a lot of sense, to be honest. It's not too. <laughs> <laughs> so, first of all, I just want to go get right into it. Do you, do you think it's possible that these fins are just – I know they're tanking, but are do you think they could go zero and sixteen? Is it possible? Uh, I mean, that's a tough question. Uh, it's the NFL, and anything can happen. Every weekend is, you know, uh, you've had the Browns for years uh, doing the same thing, and somehow they will get one or two wins right here or there. Yep. Um, so, but I mean, they're definitely doing the right thing if they're trying to go zero and sixteen. Uh, I mean, emptying out the team as much as possible. Clearly. Now, do you do you feel like it was necessary? It was to that point where they had to just tank and, like, try to get all these draft picks and rebuild? Or do you feel like it's too blatant and it's too disrespectful what they're doing right now as a, as a Dolphin fan? Yeah, no, I mean, as a fan, um, I mean, I guess I could see both sides. You know, if you want to tank – they're tanking the right way, right? I mean, they're they're piling picks up left and right. I mean, this three uh, first round picks coming up, two first round picks the year after that. I mean, it's just you know they're they're gonna have enough picks to rebuild. The problem is, are they gonna rebuild the right way? Right? I mean, yeah, that, that's a good segue right into my next question. How long do you think that? How long do you think a rebuild is gonna take? Because you really are starting from the bottom. Like, yeah, that's the, that's the thing that I I mean that I don't like is. You've gotten rid of some really good, you know, young players that you actually hit on in the last couple of drafts, which is freaking mind-boggling because we can't hit on shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so you have a couple of good... Uh, but you just got rid of one of those but, guys. But that's what I'm saying. So it's like you had good picks the last couple of drafts, and now you're getting rid of them. So, I mean, now, yeah, you might have a ton of picks, but history goes to show that even on the ones that we've hit on, we haven't kept them and we haven't done the right thing. Right. So what's to say that they don't, you know, draft three freaking defensive linemen in the first round next year. And then we are back to the same shit. <laughs> to me, um, it just, it really has to be that bad for a young guy, 22 years old, like Minka just did to want to leave South Florida to really just be like, no, I can't do it. It has to be that toxic in that locker room that he's like, no, I don't want to do that. And that with that being said, 
Jorge, what do you think the rebuild is looking like? How long do you think it's going to take for this team to turn it around? Albert hit on it and said it's just going to be crucial whether the Dolphins hit on their draft picks or not because I, I agree with Albert that we gave away young pieces. You didn't have to necessarily give away young pieces not at all. in order to rebuild. Nope. Right. But that's, the, again, with the culture and these guys wanting out. It's not just they didn't want to kick him out. He wanted out. No, so. yeah. No, I mean, but, like, that's that's like, you know, if you're on a team and nobody gives a shit and everybody's playing like crap, it's the same thing as, like, if you're in a company and the company doesn't give a shit about you, they don't give a really crap about anybody, um, you want the hell out of there, right? It's kind of the yeah, same and, thing, especially when you're good. And this, is a, this leads me to another topic that I really – I was thinking about for the last few days and it's really is grinding my gears in the sense that we're getting what happened to like fighting through the hard times, being at the rock bottom, like the guys like Damian Lillard of the world <laughs> that want to stay on their team and grind it out. Like what happened to that? As soon as you hit some adversity, you're like, yo, I'm out of here. What is that? Do you think that's going to be a continuing trend? Like every, like Jalen Ramsey just announced that he wants out. Yeah. Which is crazy. But, um, I think it's society, man. I think it's the world that we live in right now, man. You see it like all over the place. Um, you know, a lot of people have a hard time dealing with adversity. And it's uh, me personally. Uh, I think a lot of it has to do with technology and social media. Like, you yeah. know, I mean, you, you could get criticized or you could get, you know, tore up uh, for for anything literally in a matter of two minutes and the entire world knows about it. Um, and so people don't want to be you know, kind of on the, on the, on the bad side of the limelight, you know, they, they want the good stuff. Um, they want to be the big names with the good teams and, and that kind of stuff. And so I just think of it like, okay, I mean, you got young players who are realizing that, you know what, I'm great and I don't really have to put up with this. So screw this, put me on to the next one, but I get you. I mean, yeah. You know, if you don't have players like that, that are going to grind it out, the Lillards that are going to hang in there and, and, put in there all then it's gonna be really hard for i mean teams to actually turn stuff around i mean look look at the freaking like i said look at the browns man i mean <laughs> they they were they've been bad all my life my entire life yeah and i'm old <laughs> and and it, i mean you might say that they're kind of turning it around but i mean they're playing the freaking jets last week <laughs> it didn't look too good last it, night it didn't look too good and they're playing the jets i mean Maybe they're gonna go, you know, eight and eight. Who knows? Now, now that leads me to this question, Jorge. Do you feel that um there should be rules set in place against people not honoring their contracts and trying to force their way out with all these trades, like NBA and NFL? Everybody's doing it now. It's becoming a a, a big trend. No, hell no. I mean, the owners still have all the leverage in this. They have they hold the keys to these players' contracts. These are non guaranteed contracts, basically. Yep. yep. So the there should be no rules put in place. The thing that the league is battling with right now is our NFL players going to go the same way as NBA players, where they're going to consistently ask for trades when they don't like something, when they don't like something, how you guys were just saying, but the NFL has something in place where it's such a team game that you can't be on a good team all the time. It, it takes a structure. Yeah. It takes time building that legacy, um, putting pieces around, having a, a good GM, a good coach that work together to be able to succeed. So these players that are wanting out, like Minka Fitzpatrick right now, who knows how this Pittsburgh Steelers situation is going to be much better than the Dolphins, at least this year with Ben Roethlisberger out. Who yeah. knows how that's going to be? 
So I actually think for the Dolphins, that was the best trade they made because that's probably going to be a high first-round draft pick with the Pittsburgh Steelers in that division being pretty good. The Dallas Cowboys trade with Laramie Tunsil, that's going to be a late first-round pick. So how are the Dolphins going to rebuild necessarily with late first-round picks? And when you get those players, are they going to want to stay now? There's nothing should be put in place to force them to stay. But it all it all comes down to the culture that the the, the franchises build around their teams that want that'll keep these players um, playing for their franchises for the long term. Well, I I feel like if they land a top tier quarterback with one of these picks, then that will reset the culture and people will feel excited about a Tua or the dude from Oregon coming in and and you know bring some excitement to that. But with with the little talk about NBA and the contracts right now, I just now we're talking about Miami. We got Albert on here. Albert, are you excited for the Heat season? Are you excited for what's to come? You guys got Jimmy Butler. The rumors are that you, Jimmy Butler was promised a second All-Star. Do you think you guys are going to land another All-Star one before the season starts? Or do you think it's going to be a year with just Jimmy trying to grind it out? Uh, I mean, uh, either way, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for the Heat. I'm always excited for the Heat to start playing, man. Um, you know, the Heat, unlike the Dolphins are relatively competitive, competitive. every year. <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not the same thing. You can't compare the two. Um, but no, I mean, it's, it's a great transition. You know, I mean, the Heat have gone for you know, almost a decade with at least having a star on the team. Um, you know, other than when D-Way left there for a little bit, well, you know, it wasn't looking too good. But, I mean, other than that, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind um, – if it's just Jimmy kind of having that all-star uh, mentality and, and being the go-to guy for, for this year, if they get another player, which is, uh, that would be freaking, I mean, I, I, I don't know, mind boggling how they will be able to do yeah. that. Cause <laughs> I don't know how they're going to get another all-star player in there. If you're not, Pat, hey, you, can't, you can't bet against Pat Riley. I, Pat Riley I don't, done. I don't bet against Pat Riley. That would be the, the next best thing he's done since LeBron, which, we could argue so, whether it was him or not. <laughs> so do you, I guess you guys both feel like they're, you guys are in playoff contention, of course. Do you feel like you guys could uh, – Jorge, do you feel like you guys can make any runs or any noise in the playoffs with the team you have right now as is? Yeah, if, if Jimmy Butler plays at a, an elite level, if he, if he puts up his points up to that 26, 28 points per game level and Justice Winslow makes a leap where he's averaging that 16 to 18 points, you know where you're going to get from Goran Dragic, 10 to 15 yep. points. Now you have a balanced offense where they can definitely at least get to the second round of the playoffs yeah. and put some Tyler fear into good. the Boston Celtics of the world. Um, into you know, there's not you know, it's Boston Celtics and, and Milwaukee basically are the teams to go in Philly. I don't think they can compete with Philly, but at least with Boston and, and Milwaukee, they they can give them a good run if everything's running right. Yeah. And, and Miami, just to you know, tie up the points that you were making earlier about Miami's the epitome of that team that they don't tank, they don't. They hold on to their players. They're okay with always, going, you know, battling for the playoffs and not weren't not trying to get a first-round draft pick or a high first-round draft pick to change everything. I agree yeah. with that culture, man. It, it, it brings excitement. You're always battling. You always have a competitive team. What I'm scared for the Dolphins is if they turn into the Miami Marlins, man. No. They just let it go a bunch of good players <laughs> hoping to draft better ones. And that's a scary thought because it's hit or miss in the draft. Yeah. No, so and I, there's no there's no record of consistency with the Dolphins of yeah. actually hitting. And and when like I said, when they do, they get rid of the players. So it's like even if you hit, what makes well, you think they that drafted you're first have... round Devontae Parker? He wasn't a bust. They drafted the DN, which they traded up. He was no a the bust. last then, the, 
every other year they got one good player. They got Tunsil, and then they got the, Minko Fitzpatrick. Yeah, the, no, the last six drafts, first round picks have been great. I mean, no, they Minka, have been. It's been well, half and other, half. No, well, other than Charles Harris, but Jeremy yeah. Tunsil, good. Devontae Parker, well, I guess that's half and half. Jawan James, that's a good pick. So, just in uh, closing out the Miami Heat talk, I feel like the X factor is that Bam Adebayo's production and where he goes this year, if he could take his game to the next level. But I do feel that they'll, they'll be in playoff contention. Yeah. And the Dolphins, they will get their quarterback. Will it be Tua? I don't know. I like I Tua, man. That. I like Tua a lot. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see with that. But before we move on from the Miami topic, there's one more thing. At least we're excited about this. We got the gangster from the West Coast versus the gangster from the East Coast. We got Nate Diaz versus <laughs> Miles Vidal is going down. I want to know what's y'all take on it. Nate Diaz is a straight goon. I like what Miles Vidal has been doing lately. He's finally getting his recognition. That's true. I can't believe he was fighting in the Kimbo Slices Backyard Ball mixtapes if you go back yeah. to those days. Yeah. And uh, I want to get what what do y'all think? What do y'all expect about this fight? Do you think uh, Masvidal could take down Nate Diaz? Nate Diaz is a savage. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're both savages, to be honest. And they're both brawlers. They're both gonna be in there fighting it out to the end, probably bloody as hell. Um, yeah. But I mean, but you're right, Diaz. Man, the fights he's been in, that guy does not go down. And he takes a lot of hits. He's been in some wars. Yeah, he's whew, he's been in some <laughs> fights for real. But um, I think there's a great matchup for both of them. Um, yep. You know, you got two people that are very similar, uh, not just in character, but, in you know, kind of in the style and stuff. Yeah. So, uh, that, I mean, that's a great thing for UFC, having two people that right now aren't even uh, up there in the ranks. Yeah, everybody's yeah. excited about it. I mean, I can't remember the last time I was excited about watching a UFC fight. But then again, I'm not, you know, the, the biggest fan of UFC. But I, I feel like the winner of this could possibly – call out Connor and Connor could finally get back in the ring because it'll be enough noise, especially if Nate Diaz wins. Yeah, but, you know, but then Connor has to, I mean, then they're going to have to meet somewhere in the middle on weight or Connor's going to have to go up. And I mean, they said multiple times, in a way, has said that he doesn't want Connor fighting at a higher weight. Yeah, 170 is way too high, but I do see it happening. I mean, it's a big money fight, especially if Nate does. I know Masvidal has been wanting Connor for a minute now, so. Yeah, yeah everybody or, wants Connor. They want to make bread. to see it. Connor is that dude. He he brings the excitement to the sport, and he's. I really want to see him back in the ring, in the octagon. And uh, with that being said, who you got, Jorge? Do you got uh, Masvidal or Nate Diaz? I'm going with Nate Diaz. I hate to go against Masvidal, but Nate Diaz, yo, he. I, I was actually watching one of his highlights uh, reels. It was actually a fight, and he was getting punished, and the guy just doesn't go down. No, he he doesn't, was getting tore up, and I can't see <laughs> if if it turns into a striking fest. I can't see how um. Masvidal is able to take Nate Diaz out, and then he just tires him out. So, yeah, so if Nate Diaz wins, I definitely think that McGregor fight will happen too because the money would just be too rich for everybody yeah, involved not to get him It'd be too much. Yes, yeah, and the Connor, I think for Connor, uh, the Nate Diaz fight will be a lot more enticing because there's that history, right? Yep. So it's like it's that one-on-one, and you got to come back. You got to, you know, show up. Um, with Masvidal, it's like, uh, whatever. He's kind of like just up and coming. Excuse me. Um, and so it's – Maybe he doesn't really get Connor back in the ring. I don't. I don't really know if that if that's gonna work out. But Connor needs a tune-up fight. He can't just have in boy there anymore. Because his bunk gonna be scary. <laughs> <laughs> hey man. Right. Well, I got, yeah. I, I got Masvidal. 
I got Masvidal coming through. Nah, I'm going for Masvidal regardless. And I'm going to put some some bread on it. I have to. (laughs) (laughs) So moving forward, we got to hit into this uh, quarterback carousel because the injury report is crazy. It's just like. It's ridiculous. We in week two, and we have Big Ben going down. Yep. And and he's announced he's out for the year. He's done. He's done. And I think his career is over. You think his Hot career take. is over? They had Carson Palmer was all over ESPN saying that he had the same injury and he came back and they went to the to the championship game. So yeah, but he I wasn't thirty six years old. He was still young. Those that regeneration. No, Carson Palmer was an older quarterback. Yeah, he was time. pretty old. But the thing is, though, this I, I I'm kind of on the same side as George in the terms of like just kind of where Ben is right now in his career, but this might actually be the only way he continues to play a couple more years because. I don't. I didn't see them doing that good this year. And then with him being out, the blame can't be on him now, you know. Right. So he might just be able to come back the next. He said one he's going to honor the, his three-year contract. I, I. The only thing I said is he's always been a big dude, and if this can get yeah. him back in the gym and get into some type of good shape, then I can see it coming back. But um, that guy ain't getting in shape, man. Steelers. Come on, get the fuck out of here. He's not. He's not gonna get in the freaking gym. He's never he's been be sitting back in the goddamn pool having a couple of drinks. <laughs> hey, he said he said he wants to honor it, so we'll see. But <laughs> but with that, regardless, with that being said, it seems like the Steelers are pretty content with Mason Rudolph with making a trade for Minka Fitzpatrick and not doing a tank job here and thinking they could still, you know, make some noise. So I'm guessing they're high on the predecessor of Big Ben and Mason Rudolph. So. What do you guys feel? Do you think he could uh, make the playoffs, or is it just going to be a bad year for them? I mean, I, I mean, they could think that it's the right fit. I don't see them having a good year. I see them having just a mediocre year. Um, There's, I mean, they're they're starting zero and two. You know, they're going to have they're to come in, in there. The yeah, they're already in the hole. Uh, I mean, the only good thing they got going for them is their division. Bengals freaking suck. Who knows about the Browns and the Ravens are the only ones that are actually looking like they're they're the good team in that division. So they might yeah. just get themselves a couple more wins, but I don't see the Steelers being a playoff team. I see them being kind of just a middle of the pack team. Uh, yeah. right. And then that, but then that's also what helps them. Not only their division, I think the AFC is kind of like the NBA, the East, the yeah. East side yeah. where I think a nine and seven is going to get you in the playoffs and, and with good coaching, they still have a solid, you know, foundation. They got one of the better offensive lines. If James Conner, they can just feed him. They can definitely control and, and limit the mistakes, make that make this guy a, a game manager. And they can make a run to the playoffs, but it's not they, – they lost all championship hope. I mean, the Pittsburgh Steelers were supposed to be the team to compete with uh, Kansas City, with Baltimore, with New England. And that's just all uh, uh, all down the drain now. But they're not a team built, you know, with a, with a tenured coach like Mike Tomlin. They're not a team built to be tanking, so – um, yeah, they, I don't. I mean, I don't right. see them tanking. I don't see them tanking. But I mean, they went. La- they had what nine wins last year, uh, and I, and that was with Connor having a breakout year and like still had Antonio Brown. Like, I don't see it being better than it was last year. <clears throat> now, with that being said, let's move on to the other team that's quarterback went down. We got Drew Brees going down for at least six weeks, is what they're calling it. Yeah, that's fucking bullshit. And now bullshit. We, we're seeing, we're finally going to get to see what Teddy Bridgewater has. I mean, there's been high talk. Like, Teddy Bridgewater, there have been a lot of teams that said that he's a good quarterback. He just had bad, you know, bumps. So do you think Teddy Bridgewater is going to be able to hold it down for the six games, at least go three and three, or do we see the, the Saints not making the playoffs? 
I don't see the Saints going three and three. And well, it's tough. They have such a good team, man. They really do have a, a very good defense. They have a bunch of weapons yeah. on offense. So if you got Alvin Kamara on fantasy, you're about to eat heavy. But so actually, you know what? I do see the Saints going three and three. But what I don't see, I don't think Drew Brees comes back in six weeks. Um, yeah, I think the the not being able to hold the ball with his thumb, I think that's a more serious um, injury than what it is. So I'm putting my doctor's hat on. I don't think he comes back in six weeks. I think it's a little bit more like eight to ten weeks before he gets um, a little bit more strength and able to put some zip on the ball, and um, and that's gonna cause him the problem. Is the delayed return of Drew Brees, not necessarily. Um, um, Teddy Bridgewater. I think he'll definitely hold the fort down. Yeah, I think Bridgewater could definitely hold it down. The the other thing is, you know, the games that they got coming up. They got some kind of like up in the air games, right? I mean, other than the Seahawks and the Cowboys coming up the next two weeks, it's pretty tough games. But then uh, you got the Bucks. You know, you got the Bears. Bears don't look that they're we don't, very yeah, good. Yeah, we don't know what we got from the Bears yet. <laughs> I mean, they might have, they have a great defense, but man, their freaking offense is just terrible. Um, and you got Jaguars and Cardinals, so it's kind of like some teams that might be pretty yeah, decent, so it, you know? They could they could be right there, and if they're right there in the thick of things toward the end, I got Drew Brees making that final push and getting them all oh, they yeah, need to yeah, do yeah. it. Yeah. And because the yeah, division, they be nobody, nobody's going to pull away with the division. Atlanta and you can't, and Carolina's not looking good. You can't no, believe Carolina. in Tampa Bay. So, and, yeah. uh, and the last, these last two quarterbacks right now, I just want a quick are we benching them or are we starting them? Because really, they've just been looking horrible for a couple seasons now, and we got so many excuses. Your boy, Albert, I feel like you always pick him up in fantasy football. Scam Newton. Are we benching <laughs> nah, him or are we starting him? Chill, man. I never pick him up. I always pick up Wentz. I'm benching the crap out of Cam Newton. I think he sucks. <laughs> he's, that guy he's really sucks. struggling the last two seasons. His offense, it's just, I don't know what it is, the play calling or the culture or just. Listen, man, change. he's just, him and his outfits both got to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. They both um, got to go, man. Number two, Jorge, this man. I don't know if it's just too much crab legs or what's going on, but your man, Jameis Winston, <laughs> what's the word? Are we benching him or are we starting him? Nah, we still starting Jameis, no, man. We still got, holding on to the crab the, legs. Nah, still, man. That's we, the homer He's still making right trips there. to Publix and, and, and getting the, you know, getting the 12. Um, Listen, the, the, you, the pound. you, you but, grab um, Cam and you grab uh, this guy and you put both of them on a damn ship out of here. Get them the hell <laughs> out they, of they here. Look, man, the, the Bucks are one suck. to one. Hey, you know, so there, there's not a, you know, the, the ship over there in Miami's not good. You could come over here to this Florida team over here in uh, Tampa Bay <laughs> and uh, see if Bruce Arian does something. So, now nah, I, I still, I still think you start Jameis and there's also, there's, there's no backup in, in Listen, Tampa man, Bay. So you ride Bucks it out were with Jameis. Keeping Fitzpatrick, man. They were. <laughs> Fitzmagic over there with the receivers. Fitzmagic didn't have no magic in Miami because he doesn't have receivers. Because he definitely did his thing over there. Yeah, and he doesn't have when receivers. They do get the ball, the line, receivers over anything. here, they drop that thing in Miami. But uh, but Jameis, they, they got to figure out if they're going to pay him or not. So they have to ride it out all year. It, it's also a business decision with uh with Jameis just because he's on his last year of his contract. Yeah, I mean, they're if going to. Me, they don't have a choice, I'm, but. I'm definitely benching Jameis. It's over for that. That project is done. He's horrible. I'm not paying him. Even if he won four straight, there's no way I'm going to give him in the bag yep. on his contract year. There's Agreed. no way I could sign up for that. Agreed. Everything, you know? So, Scam Newton, I, I got to ride with him a little bit more. 
Just... Oh my god! You can't Are give you up yet. Me? Well, he's hurt. He's supposed to, he Are might you? not play this week. Listen, so we'll man. The backups nope. over the backups over there. They got Kyle Allen and Will Greer. I'm not sure what we're gonna see from those guys, but um, you got the same results from those guys as we used to get from Tannehill, man. Just give up already. <laughs> All right, and uh, lastly, as I like to close out the podcast, we want to go with who won the weekend. So we'll start with you, Jorge. Who you feel won the weekend? A sleeper in winning the weekend for me was Tyson Fury. He had a match. He had a heavyweight championship match with a, a guy from Sweden. Um, and it was a battle, man. I watched the fight. Tyson got cut in uh, basically the second round with a left hook. And boy, it was a t- it was like it looked like a like, you know, like they opened up his face because that gash was serious. So if if they would have went to a TKO, he would have lost the fight. And then we would have lost our big, you know, big fight that's going to come up next year, which is that Deontay Wilder Tyson Fury fight. So us as boxing fans are big winners and Tyson Fury for holding on and uh, being able to overcome that that cut because it was really some serious and he got hooked. He got hit with a good left hook, but he overcame that. So Tyson Fury was the winner and us boxing fans. Yeah, I like that just because. Deontay Wilder and Fury has to happen again, yeah. but uh, then again, Deontay Wilder has to get through Luis Ortiz, and that that was a big fight. He had him on the rope, so we'll see if he could handle that, and we'll see if we're going to get this. Yes, yeah, the next fight. I mean, they already have it signed. It's just a matter of Deontay winning his fight now. Right. So I like that one. I have personally, I have Mark Gasol and Ricky Rubio winning the weekend. Mark Gasol just came off winning the NBA championship with the Toronto Raptors. He goes to the FIBA, and he ends up winning another championship. And Ricky Rubio, Ricky Rubio has been around for so long, and he, <laughs> he, and his game has evolved a little bit, He, you know? And he won MVP. So, Marco saw and Ricky Rubio, they handled it. I, I say they won the weekend. And lastly, to close it out, Mr. Miami, Albert Santana, what do you got? Who won the weekend for you? Man, this weekend, uh, I was actually up in, in well, near Tampa in St. Pete kicking it with uh, Jorgito, and uh, I'm going to give the win to Jorge. Uh, we went to a wedding. We went to a wedding. It was a great wedding, one of our fraternity brothers. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Jorge was doing his thing out there. He was socializing. He was the wedding crasher? He, he was the crasher. He was the everything. He was the live man. He was, he the... was Frank the Tank. <laughs> He was the tank, all right. And uh, but you know, he he did his thing out there. He socialized. He made sure everybody had a great time. And uh, you know, that's that's all that's gotta be said about it. I gotta I gotta get more into this, uh, Jorge. So I'll be calling you right after we. No have- comment. I got no comment. <laughs> All right. Uh, again, thank you for tuning in to the Everybody's an Expert podcast. Remember to subscribe, like, comment, DM us with the topics, and. Uh, I liked it, man. I had a good time with you, Albert. We got to get you on here more. Yeah. I feel like you were natural. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. We'll get back on when the Dolphins are 0-15 and, and about to be the only team that goes 0-16 and 16-0. And and Don't bring that negativity, <laughs> Albert. God damn. All right. Hey, we we need right. that. That's Peace, what they're looking guys. for. All, All right, right, guys. Have a good one. Hey, bless. All right. Peace.